Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. I decided to do a solo episode today because I've just been wanting to kind of have a chill episode, talk to you guys about some things on my mind. And now that I'm doing two podcasts a week, I can throw more of these solo ups in there when I feel like it. And I've had some things I want to just chat with you guys about because I feel like you're my friends. But first of all, I just, (laughs) I can barely focus right now because this time change, this daylight savings time change, time adjustment is throwing me for a loop. I do not like how it gets dark so early now. It really throws me off. Because it makes me super sleepy very early on. And, okay, here's the truth. I work at odd times because my schedule is so, is very strange when you work for yourself and you kind of do a bunch of different things the way I do. I kind of do my creative work during odd hours and then everything that involves other people I have to do during sort of the normal work day, if that makes sense. So honestly, most of the time when I'm recording solo episodes, I'm recording pretty late at night. Today though, I thought, wow, I'm going to get this done early. I'm going to do it at 5 p.m. I was planning on recording a podcast at 5 and I'm looking outside and I feel like it's 10 p.m. because it's pitch black dark out here but yeah it's so weird I feel like when my my day is just getting started it's not really just getting started but my personal creative work is just getting started in the evenings when other people finish the normal work day it's already dark outside it's very strange so I need to adjust to that but let me give you a few personal updates mostly I thought I would talk a little bit more about my move to San Diego, which I casually announced last week. I'm moving this week, when this comes out this week, so packing, getting ready, trying to squeeze in as many Erewhon trips as I possibly can, obviously. I'm really excited to move. It's going to be kind of a fresh start. Well, I mean, it is going to be a fresh start, but it's kind of the perfect place for me to move because San Diego has always felt very homey to me. My, my dad went to San Diego state and my sister went to San Diego state. So my family has kind of always loved San Diego. I just growing up always went there multiple times a year when my sister was at state, I would visit her all the time. So I know the area pretty well. It has kind of, I don't know, 
a nostalgic feel to me and I always wanted to live there. At some point, I thought I would end up there definitely some point down the road. And I also do have a lot of friends there already, which is nice. So I know sometimes it can be intimidating to move somewhere where you don't know anybody. I have some great friends there already and I'm excited to meet a lot, a lot of new people as well. In fact, one of my closest friends who lives in San Diego is Kaylee, who I wrote my holiday ebook with, Gratitude, a healthy holiday guide for a paleo Thanksgiving. If you haven't picked up that ebook, I highly recommend you grab it because it has all of our favorite Thanksgiving recipes in there. I made the pumpkin nog almost every night since I got home from Chicago. It is so good. Definitely get that. We have so many different appetizers, sides, desserts. Most of them are vegan. The only things that aren't vegan are the the mains because, I mean, turkey's not vegan, but so many different options, really delicious recipes. We've got a killer stuffing and a killer green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole. I made these bomb deviled eggs. You'll die for them. And there's this delicious pumpkin dip inside. You will love it. And then we also included, I mean, the bulk of the book is really a guide for having a healthy holiday season. So we talk all about stress management and movement and handling family dynamics and self-care practices. We talk all about digestion, which tends to get off at this time of year, how to balance out your treats, dealing with feelings of guilt around treats that I know a lot of women this time of year, people are starting to get anxious um, and there's no need to get anxious. We also have everything planned out. If you are throwing a Thanksgiving bash, if you are having people over for Thanksgiving, we have a whole checklist, a grocery shopping list. We have in-depth directions, a calendar for the week before so you have everything nailed in to host a little dinner get together. So I highly recommend you check that out. You can go to bit.ly slash gratitude hhg. Or go to my website under the ebook section and check that out. And you can use the discount code wellnessrealness for 20% off. Great deal. Kaylee is also one of the co-founders of ClearStem. You guys have heard me talk about this product so many times because I love it. And I was really excited because somebody in the podcast Facebook group posted a really awesome post that made my day. I love when you guys share with me your experiences with the products that I love. So someone commented and said that since using ClearStem, I mean her skin, she says, has not looked this good since before she hit puberty, which is awesome. She said that her skin is clearer, her old scars are fading, and she no longer has flaky patches on her skin, which is awesome. And then somebody else piped in and said that her skin has never looked better as well. I hear so many awesome testimonials. One of the, the women said, she goes, she said she's 48, so it works for more mature skin as well. It seriously works for everybody, all ages. It's designed, it's anti-aging meets anti-acne. So if you have anti-acne concerns or anti-aging concerns or both, then this product could be a great thing to try. There are some incredible testimonials. I know a lot of people in my own life who have really seen dramatic improvement in their acne scars with the use of this product. 
I think that it's totally genius what Kaylee and her partner Danielle have done because they are combining you know western a western medicine approach the science from western medicine regarding what works to prevent the signs of aging and acne alongside eastern medicine approaches using adaptogens in the skincare it's really really amazing and they have taken so much care to make sure there are no pore clogging ingredients in the product which is a big issue i see a lot of people think that they're good to go because they're using all natural non-toxic products first of all just because something's all natural doesn't mean it's non-toxic it doesn't mean it's safe but even if it is safe it doesn't mean it's gonna work so i see so many skincare products that have coconut oil in it and this is making people break out that's just one common ingredient so this product clear stem skincare is completely devoid of any pore clogging ingredients and then obviously it has particular ingredients that will help you fight any acne prevent any acne also reverse and prevent the signs of aging so this could include dark marks dark spots wrinkles fine lines you know the drill the ingredients are very soothing to the skin. We have things like aloe vera, reishi mushroom, green tea leaf extract, pink grapefruit peel, frankincense, mountain pepper, turmeric, vitamin B5. There is their bioavailable collagen fibroblast stem cell formula, which is really what makes this stand apart. Those bioavailable collagen stem cells are really going to help your skin heal much faster than it would without them and help those dark spots fade much more quickly, which I think we can all appreciate. This is also a great product for both men and women. It's really a light serum. So once you're skin is clean there's nothing on it you can just apply a little bit to your hands and then rub it on your face gently it will soak right in and it plumps the skin it hydrates it without leaving you with an oily residue it actually helps to reduce the oil production in your skin which i have noticed as well and if you have other skincare, you can layer that on top if you want, or you can just put a moisturizer on top. You're good to go. You can put makeup on top and there's no weird residue. I remember when I used to try different primers, like face primers back when I was using toxic products and they would even, they would kind of ball up when I would put my makeup on top. None of that. Or even skincare, like other serums, they'll just sort of ball up when I put my makeup on top. This doesn't do that. But because it just soaks right in, it's also great for men too, if they don't want to have like, I feel like a lot of guys just don't like the idea of a serum because they think it's going to look oily or something and it's not at all. But definitely check out the testimonials about this product because it's not as well known yet, which is also why I love it. I love sharing these hidden gems with you guys, but the testimonials are crazy. I've seen some of these acne transformations that are amazing as well as anti-aging transformations, like people's dark spots are totally eliminated. It really helps to reduce the redness and inflammation in the skin. It's going to brighten out your skin. It's just a really amazing product. I seriously love it. I use it morning and night and it just soaks right in leaves my skin feeling great and soft my skin i texted kaylee and i go my skin feels like a baby's butt honestly so if you want to check it out go to clearstemskincare.com and you can use my discount code wellness w-e-l-l-n-e-s-s -S, that will get you 15 dollars off which is a great discount 
pretty sure that's the biggest discount code they give out because I'm special and you guys are special too. So take advantage of it and try it out. And even if you don't try out this this product, if you are struggling with your skin, go to their website and look at their list of pore clogging ingredients and compare what you're using up against that because I definitely understand the struggle of not being happy with your skin and feeling like you don't know what's at the root of it. And you can figure out if there is a specific product that is contributing to it and that can help you get there. So clean products, clean products like Clear Stem, which is created without any parabens, petroleum, pesticides, silicones, carbon black, phthalates, sulfates, synthetic fragrances, artificial dyes, none of that ish. That kind of skincare, that high quality skincare combined with good diet, good gut health is really the key to clear skin, balancing out your hormones. And this product literally has hormone balancing properties, which is crazy. So it balances the hormones in the skin and the hair follicle, which is awesome. I mean, I love to drink my adaptogens and I like to put them on my skin, you know? Anyways, Kaylee is just one of many great friends I have in San Diego, like I said, and I can't wait to meet more people down there. It's going to be really nice. Um, I've been having sort of a weird feeling about moving that I just need to articulate. I don't even know if I can articulate it. I need to try and talk about. Let me rephrase it like that. I have been really excited to move, and I am. But it kind of just almost hit me that I'm, like, moving. And I'm not even moving that far, which is awesome. San Diego is pretty close to L.A. So I could drive up for a weekend if I want. Although, I don't know. Even when things are close, it's like, you know, that never happens as often as you think it will. But I'll definitely be back, which is why I'm not really too concerned about... It's not like I'm, like, leaving the country or moving to another state. It's easy to get here if I need to get here. But it just kind of made me reflect on my time in L.A. And this city was the first place I really felt at home. And L.A. has been home for six years now. And I changed completely as a person living here it was where I found myself and where I found I felt like I found a sense of community and real friends like this was the first place where I felt like I found a really solid group of friends people who got me and it was like I just fit in here I just fit in here and I never felt like that anywhere else before But then the longer I stayed here, um, I started to sort of feel differently and get kind of frustrated with, you know, I mean, there's an L.A. type. And it's so funny because people always make comments and they say, you don't seem like you're from L.A. Um, It just, you know, there are different types of people in every city you live in. And for all the amazing people that are here, there are also a lot of, like, ridiculous people here who are so surface level and... There's an interesting culture, especially when you're sort of in the space I'm in, the health and wellness space. And, you know, it's hard to trust people. And I also just kind of want, I'm ready to live in an area that feels more homey and calm. And I know people think of Los Angeles as being like this really chill, laid back beach town. Um, 
I think if you're visiting, it might be, but if you're living here and running in a certain crowd, it doesn't feel like that. It can be really intense, and I have quite a few friends who have been moving to even just to sort of the outskirts just because we all kind of feel like it's kind of intense when you're like in it like when you're in Santa Monica in WeHo um so which is West Hollywood sorry if you don't live here um there's definitely a culture and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss some of the things like I'm gonna miss you know laughing at the ridiculous shenanigans I see at Air One and everyone trying to be an actor and a model but um I think it'll be good for me to feel, to be somewhere that's just a little bit calmer. I live in a very busy area. Like, I live right under the freeway. Um, It's not, it's, there's some rough things around me. Um, (laughs) A lot of homeless people. It's not relaxing. And I think for me, I realized, like, I feel like when I'm here, I'm living in a constant sympathetic state. And it's, very hard for me to get into my parasympathetic state while I'm here because it's never quiet and someone's always yelling just where I am physically and then even if I leave this space it just like someone always needs something someone's always calling people are trying to meet up it's also a very it can be a very lonely place and a lot of people don't talk about this that's fine I'll talk about it um people don't like to say this publicly I think because people come to LA and they want everyone to think like it's the city of dreams and it is to an extent like I love this city but there's a good and a a bad to everything and it's sort of like it's like being a when you feel alone when you're standing in a crowded room it's there's so many people and, and there's a lot going on but it's hard to make genuine connections just because a lot of people here are just kind of all out for themselves and it's hard to know who to trust I've definitely been burned a lot of times everyone out here is an Instagram star trying to be a model or an actor and it's hard to really um, know who's genuine and who's not that being said there are so many awesome genuine people I mean I feel really fortunate to have lived here and made so many incredible connections and I'm gonna miss that there are some of the greatest minds in the world in LA I think and it is a great place to make connections that's for sure but I'm just at a place in my life where I need to move certainly especially because even when you want to see people no one wants to drive to meet up with each other because the traffic is so bad so you barely see people even when you want to the other thing is we're gonna get a little a little woo woo here but it's fine this is me but the energy in los angeles has changed a lot and it was it's been really interesting to me talking to different people i was talking to my chinese medicine doctor and before i even told her i was thinking about moving she we were just chatting and she said you know it's so weird i've had like seven or eight patients this week tell me they're leaving la because they just they can't be here anymore it's too much and she goes you know i'm starting to think maybe i can't be here either which is strange because i've been here my whole life and i've always loved it but it's just not the same as it used to be and then i told her i said you know i think i'm gonna move um because i i really feel like it's impacting my health like because there's just kind of a it really because it's it can be a stressful area 
Her opinion, her take was that a lot of it has to do with all the construction, which was interesting. I hadn't thought of this perspective before, but she says that it's all the construction. It's so loud, lots of work being done. And then this is also contributing to more traffic. And we're just feeling obviously really overpopulated here. But she thinks that a lot of it is because there's so much building going on out of a place of greed and not out of a place of building community, which is how LA used to be. And she was talking about how when she moved here, it felt so warm and welcoming and it was just a different way of life. And people were very much more into community. And now it's like everyone is coming from a place of greed. Everybody wants something for themselves. We're just building to make more money, not to create more of a sense of community. And people pick up on that. And she thinks that a lot of people just can't handle all of the greedy energy slash all of the construction, overpopulation and congestion. And she also thinks that the EMFs like we, that we have like a bad EMF situation and that is also really messing with people especially people who are really in tune with their bodies and the energy here especially with um the spiritual community as well which has been interesting so talking to different people in the spiritual community and people are just feeling like the energy in LA is getting a little darker and people are moving out of it so and I feel that it feels heavy and I've talked to my Reiki master about it as well and that's another reason why I want to move as well because once I really start my Reiki practice regularly and open it up to sort of just other people besides right now I'm just really doing Reiki for like friends and family um I I want to like start that side of my business when when I'm in the place I'm gonna be in So it's hard to sort of start a business and then move and then you lose all your clients. So I'm at that place where I'm ready to really do that more so. I'm, you know, people were asking me on the podcast where I talk more about my my journey with Reiki and I am very much, um, that is what I'm really passionate about, the energy healing side of things. And I just see such incredible transformations and every time I give Reiki. Um, I just, it's very, very gratifying and I love helping people in that way. And I think that so many people think that the nutrition and the fitness and the supplements and all of this is what they need to fix. But I know so many people who are doing it all quote right and they're still having issues and it's because you know sometimes I just look at people and I think you don't even know what you really need like it's not that it's 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 deeper than that it's therapy it's energy healing it's like looking much deeper and the conversations I have with people when I have Reiki are just so much more in-depth and so much more transformative than any diet could be that I just feel like you know, I'm at this place where I want to help as many people as I can in the most effective ways I can. And it's, in my eyes, more effective for me to give out nutrition and health advice in a more wide scale way. And then when it comes to working with people one on one, that's what 
the Reiki would be. And I'm just leaning very much more so in that direction. And just the more people I talk to, the more people I work with, the more I realize how many people need this. I think everybody needs this. Whether or not you have a health issue, um, emotional issues, you know, I have people crying on the table from receiving Reiki healing. Um, I have had somebody who's had chronic pain for 15 years in her shoulder and it went away. You know, things like that that you can't even explain. Or even if you don't feel like that, people just walk away. They don't even understand. You can't understand until you feel it. Um, so, sorry, I'm just getting off topic, but somebody asked me about that. So, that's another reason why I just want to be kind of settled in the area I want to be for a while before I start seeing Reiki clients in person that are not just my local friend group so you know these are the things about building a business but it's just very interesting how the energy here has changed and I think about how much I have changed since moving to Los Angeles as a as a I don't even know what I was I was 18 and had big hopes for myself and always wanted to live in LA and I got to live here and it's been awesome and maybe one day I'll come back I don't know but I know right now I want to move to San Diego and it's I don't know I've just been having an identity crisis even though I'm not moving far because this was literally where everything happened I came here one person and I'm leaving a completely different person um I came here with a very unhealthy lifestyle I thought I was going to be going into like marketing or or a psychologist or something businessy I wanted to maybe do marketing for film I wanted to do PR something like that and then I got really sick and everything changed I you know lost a ton of weight was really scared thought I was gonna die and then dove into my own research had some horrible experiences in Western medicine, decided to try and heal myself, learned a ton about nutrition and gut health and, um, you know, struggled with multiple eating disorders and I came out of it. And then I had this new passion and I, I was lucky to be in the place where it was the best place to be for that, where I had so many people who had a similar passion and lived a similar lifestyle. And yeah, I just totally changed. So I think LA will always have a very special place in my heart I feel like I'm leaving an old friend I think that's the that's the thing but the other thing that's been really interesting about my my move I suppose is peop other people's reactions to it because I've known I wanted to move but I I haven't really told anybody because well, I told, like, my close friends, but I've just been keeping it quiet because I know how people are going to react, which is always very interesting to me. And as people have found out, people get very upset, which is strange. Like, why would me moving make other people upset? And a lot of people's reactions, it's really interesting. Instead of being like, oh, that's so awesome, congratulations, you have so much fun, it's, it's almost anger or trying to be upset with me and implying that I am somehow hurting them by moving but the thing is me moving isn't about anyone else it's about me and the reason I'm think I'm bringing this up is 
because it mirrors people's reactions when we do anything for ourselves. And other people get upset when we make choices for ourselves. And then they try and make us feel bad for that. And I see this a lot of a lot of the time with so many different people who are feeling they're they're really hard on themselves and they're upset with themselves. And we're talking about why, and it's it's because of something that someone else projected onto them, somebody else's insecurities or even negative feelings about themselves that they have projected on to another person and gotten upset with them about because people are threatened by people who are confident and sure of themselves and make choices for themselves. And I know a lot of people run into this with friends and family with, for instance, what they want to eat when your family is getting mad at you because you want to eat gluten-free and they're making you feel like you're the biggest burden and you're ruining their lives or, you know, you're you're with your family for a week on vacation and you want to get up and you want to go exercise and they're getting upset with you and making you feel like you should feel guilty or or maybe you're leaving a relationship and that person is really upset with you and you need to leave that relationship but they're upset because they are seeing you do what's best for you, just saying, this is my life, I'm just going to make this decision, and they don't have the balls to stand up and do what they need to do for themselves, because people are scared, people are so worried about what other people are going to think, that they don't even make the decisions, they don't want to make any changes, they just want to stay, and people think they need a reason or an excuse to make a change that's something other than they just want to, that it would make them feel feel better they want to for example with this move I can tell people are asking me well why are you moving and they want me to have a specific reason other than I just want to live there I don't want to live here anymore and that's hard for people to hear and I think part of it is because that challenges their belief that there needs to be some other external motivation to moving other than just this internal desire and also it can be threatening to somebody if you are making a choice to leave a situation that they are also in and then they somehow interpret it (laughs) as an attack on them when it has nothing to do with them just as you kind of back to this situation you know I've had a lot of friends who were upset kind of and then later on they go well honestly I'm jealous and I go, well, why are you jealous? You could you could move too. And they say, no, I can't. I have X, Y, or Z. Well, you can. You could. Maybe it would be hard to tell so-and-so this or, you know, hard to leave a few things. But if you know that it's best for you to not be in a certain place, you got to get out. You got to get up and move, you know. And I'm using that as a metaphor for anything in your life. Because people make excuses all the time about things that they, quote, can't do. And it's not that they can't, it's that they won't. Or they are afraid to. And it's okay to be afraid, but, you know, you're never going to get a change until you make a change, you know? So I think a lot of people are trapped in their lives for whatever reason and are not feeling completely satisfied or fulfilled. And... They're just sort of ruminating on it. They want something to change, but they're not really making any big moves. And 
if you are not making a change in your life, nothing is going to shift. No one's going to magically come down and fairy wand your way out of it. Humans are get stuck in in patterns and habits and you got, you got to break them and sometimes that can be uncomfortable, but it's when you get uncomfortable that something better comes along. You got to get outside of your comfort zone. And it's especially difficult in today's day and age when we're all seeing what everyone's doing and we are we have sort of this open forum people think that they have this this open forum to comment on everybody else's lives especially with social media everybody can comment on what they're doing what you're saying and they don't they think that they don't have to face any repercussions of anything they want to say and then in the back of our heads we all know that we all think what is maybe you just are wondering what people in general will think if you post x y or z or if you do x y or z or maybe you're thinking of a specific person you're wondering oh I maybe if they find out what will they think and we're just so hyper aware of what other people are thinking because we know that we're almost on display no matter who you are whether or not you have a platform most people have like a thousand Facebook friends or they have a few hundred followers that's I mean that's a lot of people. We didn't evolve to be in the spotlight in front of that many people. Our tribes were much fewer than that. And now so many people are seeing what we're doing and aware of what we're, do- what we're doing. And a lot of people subconsciously and consciously, but oftentimes subconsciously are worried about how or rather what people are going to think about their decisions or how is this going to f- affect someone else. And this is the other thing. While it is great to think about how something is, a decision you make is going to affect other people, oftentimes it's more of an excuse that you're making up in your head. You're saying, I can't do this because Sarah's going to be upset. Well, what's your decision? If your decision is a decision that's for your own health, your own well-being, your highest good, then I don't think Sarah will be upset if she's a true friend, right? And I have noticed this with all the reactions of people I'm telling I'm I'm moving. Like my closest friends are all like, oh, I'm so excited for you. You need this. It'll be good for you. Like, I'll miss you, but it's great. I'm glad you're doing this. And then other people are getting defensive. Well, why are you leaving? Well, don't you think that's going to ruin your business? Well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I think that's going to be fine. And I think sometimes, well, I've noticed that it scares people when, for instance, like if I'm talking about this move, very sure of it, excited about it. And it, it upsets certain people because the prospect of them making a change um, is terrifying. And so they want to project that onto somebody else. But I'm not going to pick it up. People can throw their energy at you all day and you get to decide if you pick it up, you keep it, or if you just let it slide by. Anyways, there's another thing I've been thinking about regarding changing cities and there are a lot of things I mean as you guys know I've been traveling a lot and I've been traveling because I want to get out of I've wanted to get out of here until I could move and I've been seeing different people and every time I'm traveling I just feel better and I I notice I notice different things and I notice that people in other cities often look much healthier 
and this might be this might be confusing. So Los Angeles is known to be a very healthy city and it really is. It is a major health center in the United States. I would say LA, New York, Austin, maybe Portland. I don't know. We've got some very healthy cities, but um, in terms of body size, I think there are a lot of people, especially out here, you know, in Santa Monica, West Hollywood, Hollywood, who are way too thin for their own health, who have too low a body fat percentage, who have gotten way too much plastic surgery and almost look fake to an extent. And in LA, because everybody looks like this, it's it's like the norm. And so people will come out here and think, oh my gosh, everyone's so skinny, everyone's blonde, everyone everyone has huge boobs, like what's going on? And then people are comparing themselves to that. And this is the same issue we see with people comparing themselves to people on social media or in movies or magazines. And they're comparing themselves to an unrealistic ideal. It's a ridiculous ideal because it's not ideal. Most of these people are very unhealthy If they're not feeling the effects yet, they sure as hell will feel them later on down the line. And there are so many people who, you know, their their health is actually in the tank, but they don't really talk about that. If it's not their physical health, it's their mental, emotional health. And it's very interesting. And it's honestly not, it made me uncomfortable in the past few months. I, I, when I've been gone for a longer period of time, I come back and I look at the people around me and I'm like, wow, I've gotten used to people looking a certain way because I've been living here for so long and I've just gotten used to this being the normal. And then when I leave and come back, I look around and I think, holy shit, all of the girls here are of one body type and all look very similar and it's not a healthy thing to strive for necessarily. And looking back, I also think that this played a big factor in why when I lost so much weight when I got sick in college, I didn't really realize how serious it was and why I was getting the reactions I did at the time because, I mean, I I got down to 73 pounds. It was really scary, but, you know, when I was, like, around 80 to 90 pounds, people were complimenting me. I was getting asked to model all the time, people were asking me what I was doing. It, I felt I was treated like everything was normal. But then when I was around other people in different scenarios, like not so much in this health and fitness centered area slash not so much in this area where everyone's trying to be an actor or a model, I had a different reaction or people because they had a, a different norm around them or seeing me and thinking, you look pretty sick. And so it's just very interesting and I I don't like being surrounded all the time by people who are sort of setting an unfair example, I suppose, for other people. I don't want that to be my norm and what I'm used to seeing when I'm just out and about. And I think everyone who knows me knows I, I keep to myself a lot and I'm very particular about the friends I hang out with. I love all my friends so much. But if you just like go out and walk around a bikini or even walk along Santa Monica Beach, you will see a definite type. And I don't think it should be the normal type. I like more of a 
melting pot of different types of people. And yeah, interesting observation. But there is something I really wanted to talk more about. And I know I've talked about about this plenty of times, but I need to just keep discussing it. And it's this idea that so many people, women and men, have body dysmorphia. And I think it's especially, especially prevalent in people in this type of location and or people who are spending a lot of time on social media or in the health and wellness space in general. And I want to bring this up because I think a lot of people have to sort of overcome that to really reach a a better state of health. But then I see it sort of relapsing a lot. People haven't really worked through it. So this is the pattern I see often with just the type of people I tend to work with. Um, So a lot of women come to me and they will have some type of health issue, usually hormones or, or gut health issue, and they're often underweight. They're often under eating and underweight or one or the other or both, usually both. Most people are under eating, but that's a whole other issue that I've talked about before on, what did I, oh, on Meg Dahl's podcast, Unbreakable You, we had a whole podcast about under eating. But so, so, you know, we're doing this and then we do a lot of work and we get them to a place where they're finally eating enough and they've released a lot of that or they've released a lot of that fear around eating more and maybe gaining weight. And they eventually realize I got to gain weight. You know, I got to gain some weight to get my period back or to get my hormones back in check or even to fix my gut issues, you know. And a lot of times, a lot of times we get there and they have made some major, major progress. We get the period back. We get hormones back in balance. They are pooping every day. They are feeling, I mean, their their body physically is working very well, finally. And then it turns into, okay, I reached this goal, quote, in my mind. And then it turns into, okay, well, now that I fixed that issue, I need to fix this other issue, which is that I've gained a lot of weight. And I hear this so often, or people will say, you know, my weight has just gotten out of control. Like I've gained so much and I know I needed to gain some weight for my health, but I think I went above that and I have just a little extra fat that I need to lose. And my heart breaks, my heart breaks because here, this body dysmorphia, it's, it's still there because usually these women are still very thin. They're still in great shape. They, or, I mean, or they just look way better than they did before. And they have it in their minds that they want to lose, lose this weight that they put on to get healthy. And they're not even realizing that, okay, if you lose the weight, then it'll be back to where you started again. Or people will maybe gain a few pounds and in their heads, they feel like they've gained 20, 30 pounds, or maybe they have gained 20, 30 pounds, and they think that everyone is seeing them as so much heavier than they actually appear to be. I'm really passionate about this because I experienced such bad body dysmorphia in in my own life, and I remember the whole process of gaining weight was very, very challenging for me, and to to kind of battle that I would obviously remind myself of what my real goal was, which is health and 
you know, remind myself of really how shitty I felt when I was so underweight. But also, you know, there comes a time when you reach like a quote healthy weight and it's still not enough and you need to put on even more. And I had to really figure out what was important to me. And it took me a long time to to realize how bad my body dysmorphia really was because I remember times when I would take pictures or look in the mirror and see one thing and now I look back at pictures during that time and I remember during that time thinking oh I'm getting you know I'm I'm putting on more weight I remember seeing a certain thing and I look back and I was like oh my and I'm like wow at that time when I thought I had put on too much weight maybe I was still underweight and we have to remember that We are our own harshest critics if we allow that to happen, which unfortunately is a common pattern amongst people nowadays, um, men and women. I'm also talking about this because I've had a lot of conversations with different guys I'm friends with, and they have opened up to me about this, that that they've been struggling with this a lot too. Because these pressures are on everyone. And I feel like I, this has just come up so many times, especially recently where I'm hearing about, you know, different people are saying like, I just need to lose some weight and I've gained way too much weight. And I know that they have severe body dysmorphia because I'm looking at them and I'm like, you're certainly not underweight and you needed that weight gain to heal. And Sometimes there are times when people have to gain weight in order to heal their bodies to reach health. And then once they reach that state of health, their weight falls off again. Any excess added weight that was necessary during the healing process will fall off and it all evens out. But then there are other times when we have to gain weight to heal, but that's the weight we're meant to be. Sometimes it doesn't fall off. And that's why when you chase health, your your weight will naturally reach the place where it's supposed to be so whatever your weight is when you are actually truly healthy that's where your weight wants to be the problem is that I see a lot of women who have to gain weight to get healthy and then they think that now it's time to actively try and lose weight when that's not really how it works when really if they try and lose weight then they'll just be back to where they started again So the amenorrhea is a good example of this. It comes up a lot. So often this is a really big struggle for women with amenorrhea. And if they have to gain weight to get their periods back, they finally gain the weight, they get their period back. And now they think, okay, I gained that weight. I need to lose the weight again. They have extreme body dysmorphia and they feel like they've gained 50 pounds when they probably gained like five or 10 and no one else on the outside notices. But now they think they want to lose the weight again. And then they're just going to get back to where they started. Like if your body needed more fat on you to regulate your hormones, then if you take the fat off again, your hormones are going to become dysregulated again. (laughs) And then you're back to where you started and then all that hard work was for nothing. And I think that is something that's very hard for women to wrap their heads around because they just have it drilled in their minds that they want their bodies to be at a certain weight. They're probably comfortable with their bodies being at a certain weight because it was there for a while. And they just want to force it to go back to that place without really realizing that if you try and force it to go back to that place, your health will also probably deteriorate again. In my experience working with people and talking with people, I have found that 99% of women who are underweight see themselves as being overweight. They don't realize that they're underweight at all. 
So it's very difficult for them when they are underweight, already seeing a skewed version of themselves in the mirror, and then they have to put on weight, and now they feel like they're gaining so much extra weight, but they aren't really. It's just because the initial perception was so skewed. So it becomes really challenging mentally, especially because women really don't realize this is happening, or even if somebody tells them it is, it's hard for them to accept that their perception might not be very accurate. But part of it is like when we're looking at ourselves, we really can't accurately see what other people are seeing around us. And part of it is kind of just trusting that. I know for me, I just had to think like, I don't even, I had to remind myself, I don't really know what I look like. I just don't really know what I look like. I think a lot of older people probably understand this. Like, you've probably heard your mom say, look at old pictures of herself, and maybe she thinks, oh, I hated my body then, and now I wish I had I had that body. Moms will make comments like that all the time, which is, which is sad that they make that comment, but it's this, like, hindsight bias of in the moment. You're so hard on yourself, and you're seeing one thing in the mirror, and then when you have perspective, you're like, what was I even thinking? That wasn't the way it was. And now I, I, now that I've like seen how bad my body dysmorphia was, it's easier for me to understand. But the, the technique that helped me was really being able to dissociate myself from my body and just thinking like, there's my body and then there's me. My body is just a vessel. And if you're trying to force it into a certain weight or a certain look, Who are you doing that for? Is it for you or for someone else? You will gain so much power and so much freedom the moment you decide that only you can say when you feel confident and when you you feel healthy and happy and you're not going to let somebody else decide that for you. Because here's the thing, if you're always trying to fulfill some outside expectation, you're never going to get there because you're never going to please everybody. Everybody has a different opinion on what body size is ideal, what look is ideal. So, and and also, why are you worried about what they think? Only you have to live in your body. And if you are confident and happy with it, like truly, deeply, you, f- you feel good, you decide that you're good the way you are, then that is just a huge release of pressure because you're good. And you don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. So here you are. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore. There was a time a few years ago when I was, it was during, you know, I've been gaining weight kind of slowly for the past few years, trying to get my health back on track as I undo all of the damage I did to myself when I lost all that weight. And there was a night when I was just having just really bad body image moment and I remember standing there and I was in the bathroom and I was in my underwear and my bra and I was still in that pattern of negative self-talk and I thought oh I don't want to look at my stomach I wish I could get rid of this lower belly pooch I wish my arms were a little more toned my thighs were getting big and then I stopped and I just like looked at myself for longer and I remember standing there for a long time and thinking like I just I remember like I grabbed my stomach and I was like this is literally just my stomach like here it is these are my arms 
These are my thighs. They're just there. Like, it's just a body. There's skin. There's fat. There's muscle. I don't know what's in there, but there's all kinds of things in there. And they're allowing me to move and breathe and do things. And there was a time when I didn't know if I was going to live. And how stupid is it that I give a shit if I have a little extra belly fat? And I realized how ridiculous it was that this was something that I was worried about or thinking about or this was taking up brain space when I I had so many other things that I could be using my brain for in much more positive ways and actually positively affecting other people. And why am I wasting any time thinking about this? And that was when I really kind of detached from my body. And I was able to just look at it as just a body helping me get through things, helping me live my life. I have my mind and, you know, my drive and my passion and my compassion. And those are the things that I'm proud of. And I had to remind myself, wait, what's the point of this? Because my body isn't what I'm trying to be proud of or, like, help the world with. Like, I I have bigger plans for myself, My purpose here isn't to look a certain way. And that was the the bigger shift because really to get through these, it's about finding a purpose and connecting with that. And once I really did connect with my purpose and find something that made me feel like almost greater than myself and realize like there's so much more in this world than a body or looking a certain way, it made it easy to just be like, all right, I'm gaining weight. All right, okay. (laughs) So if it's healthy weight, then it's fine. And I'm talking from the context, you know, there are people who do need to lose weight to get healthier. Um, I'm I'm not talking about that situation. I'm just trying to speak to this whole, a a certain demographic of people I see a lot um, to offer that perspective. We've attached a good and a bad label to weight loss, weight gain, and it's not like that. It's just like, here's a body. Sometimes there's more body fat on it, sometimes there's less, sometimes there's more tone, sometimes there's less. And when you think about how we evolved, I mean, do you really freaking think anyone gave a shit about, like, if they had a lower belly pooch when they were out in the wild trying to make sure they didn't get eaten by a tiger? No didn't even cross their mind. But (laughs) anyways, after that night, I remember like I literally grabbed the parts of my body that like I was uncomfortable with and I, I acknowledged they were there. It was no more just like seeing it and being like, oh, I don't want that's I don't like that. It was like grabbing and being like, this is here. This is on me. This is me. So I accept, I accept it. And I'm Like, what's good about this? And I started to almost associate from then on, like, I don't know, I was seeing my weight gain as obviously part of being healthier, but I also thought, what if I had a different perspective on this? Like, I'm getting more weight on me in different areas, and I'm becoming more of a woman, And that was always interesting to me. Like, it was funny because growing up, I was always really jealous of people who had curves, 
because I was always just like a real like no shape to me at all and I always wanted to be curvier and then I I grew up (laughs) and in high school then you know people around you are telling you that you want to look so skinny and then it was like okay if that's the ideal then I guess I should be aiming for that and being skinnier and then I started thinking about like what if I wanted to look more like a woman? Who says that this this ideal that we have of being blonde, tall, thin is is the right way to be? There's no right way to be. And other cultures think completely differently. Other cultures would look at the women that we think of as the most beautiful and in shape and the models and the actresses and they would see those women and think that they look unhealthy and that that's not the ideal at all that's actually the opposite of what they strive for and even in terms of evolution like um when choosing mates these are signals to the other sex if we are fertile or not right so if you have no shape no body fat to you're probably infertile and also there's something in the male brain that would signal to them like they you know subconsciously realize okay she's probably not as fertile so like I don't have as good a chance of having a child with her but you know that was a different time and now we're not using those signals now we're so out of whack with our emotions we are not connected with our emotions or our bodies or any of that it's a whole other issue but my point with all of this, I guess, is that people just have severe body dysmorphia. And this is not helped by the fact that, you know, people are on Instagram and social media and in magazines and everything is photoshopped and people are filtering everything. And then people look on their phones and their computers and they see bodies and humans looking a certain way and then comparing themselves to that it's all a mess and we're comparing ourselves to things that aren't real but then it's almost an even bigger issue when we are comparing ourselves to something that wasn't real within ourselves like so people are comparing themselves to how they think they used to look when they don't even really know how they used to look our brains are very sophisticated and we're we're good at tricking ourselves and we're good at adjusting our perceptions in order to cope with whatever's in front of us So your brain could be skewed because it's used to seeing women or men looking a certain way and then, you know, making that comparison in your head. Your your brain is trying to make you feel better by creating the perception that you are at a, quote, normal weight when maybe you might be underweight slash if you are used to looking at yourself and seeing a something in particular and then you put on weight you're comparing yourself to what was before instead of thinking about what's now and then in comparison you feel like you have gained a lot more weight than maybe anyone else is noticing or because you haven't come to appreciate the way your body looks when it's more filled out when it has more life you are kind of trapped in that negative self-talk and you're just trapped in the past people get trapped all the time in, they get trapped in the past in terms of emotions, but I'm also seeing this a lot in terms of like their perceptions of themselves. You know, it's it's always, you know, when you break up with someone and a few months later, you're like, oh, but you know, it was so fun. He was so nice here, there. We forget about all the bad times. We forget that he was an asshole. 
and a slob and he didn't pay attention to you and he was talking to other girls. We forget about that, right? It's the same thing that we're doing with our bodies. Like we're just trying to, we, we look at the past sometimes with rose colored glasses because we are trying to avoid whatever is going on in the present there's usually something else going on in someone's life and so they are trying to sort of project all of that anxiety or guilt or unhappiness onto their bodies because so many people see their bodies as the one thing in their lives they can change which brings me back to my original point where we think that there are so many things in our life that we subconsciously think that we can't change and it's not that we can't it's just that we won't or we're scared to so instead of fixing their relationship instead of fixing our jobs or where we're living or just the fact that we don't understand ourselves or we feel like we don't have a purpose we're just trying to pin all of that onto our bodies because we think well if i just chase this then things will get better or we try and give ourselves this goal and we think there's an end to it and there isn't an end to it because you can always say well this isn't good enough here or there with your body and that's what people do over and over again and I see this a lot with the, with the health goals. So, you know, we will we'll get them back on track. And people have almost sort of identified with having a health issue a lot of in a lot of cases. And they don't know how to be just healthy. Like, okay, fix that. I'm at a regular weight. Here I am. Maybe I gain more weight. I feel good. Because then they would have to face whatever else is going on in their life that they're not happy with or they would have to face the fact that so much of this is within them it's an internal emotional issue it's something that can't be fixed by changing your food or taking a supplement you can't supplement your way out of everything and it just breaks my heart it just because you know i see so many people with such severe body dysmorphia who want to lose weight and they don't have weight to lose which is you know uh, something that's so common you know there are a lot of reasons why maybe someone's not losing weight um if they're looking for weight loss and a really common one in certain in certain demographics is that they don't have weight to lose and they just think they do (laughs) because our world is telling us that we always need to lose more weight slash people have really bad body dysmorphia because social media is making us hyper aware of what everyone else looks like all the time and then we're comparing ourselves and it's just a big old disaster. But here's the truth. What if you just released yourself of that? Like what if you're just okay with the way you are now? I've I've had this conversation quite a few times recently with some of my closest friends because a lot of us have the same history of like having been underweight or, or even if we're not underweight, technically just add a lower weight and then having put on weight. And I've had this conversation so many times where we're kind of talking about like, man, I would rather be 10 pounds heavier than where I thought I looked the best, but like be happy and not have to stress about working out so long or make, making sure my diet is perfect or like only having so much, so many desserts or all these weird restrictions we put on ourselves all the time. I would rather release myself of all that stress and be 10, 15, 20 pounds heavier than maybe when other people were telling me that I looked my best than be at that lower weight and be miserable in my head. Like, 
it's up to everybody what what they want to live their lives for but I just think that living a life where you're just worried about the the way you look and looking as having your body look a certain way like what 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 is that life for is that the legacy you want to leave behind you're missing out on so many moments so many ways to use your brain your work ethic your dedication your ideas your creativity you could be using those in such better ways more efficient ways you'd be making a real change in the world because what's really sad is people are getting really caught up in like a matter of a few pounds sometimes or something that no one else is going to notice and it's just them and they don't realize that they're they're just putting these own pressures on themselves there are so many freaking people on this planet do you really think everyone is that concerned about if you put on five extra pounds they might think you even look better because maybe they have better standards and a lot of times when you are too low of weight and you have too low body fat you look a little lifeless and I mean it all comes at a cost it all comes at a cost that's why it's it's interesting when we talk about like the bodybuilding space for instance and I mean it's a sport and if you were if you're doing that sport you know it comes at a price I mean people who compete have there's long-term health repercussions for sure and they they don't always bounce back from that a lot of people who compete their skin has changed profoundly they'll have more wrinkles more dark spots they kind of lose some life their metabolism you know there's a lot of metabolic damage sometimes they can never get their hormones really back to where they are their hba axis is really dysregulated and it's not like all of that is like permanent but it can be really hard to come back from it can be really difficult to come back from and if somebody doesn't know what they're doing then maybe they they don't come back from it which is really sad but I just hope that if you're listening to this and maybe you had to put on some weight in the process of healing and you're struggling with your body image um it's important to take a step back and really think about the bigger goal. And I encourage you to think about what your body needs to be healthy and also what what your emotional state is. And when you're at a certain weight, is that causing stress? Is that straining relationships? Is that worth it? And I also want to be clear though, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight if you do have weight to lose and losing weight would improve your health in some way there's 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 plenty of people who you know that's a fine goal but I just wanted to talk about this issue of like I I work with a lot of women who are underweight very thin and still want to lose weight and whether or not some the weight thing aside I think that honestly no matter what weight you're at it's almost like everybody has some form of body dysmorphia. It's really hard to come across people. It's not impossible. There are plenty of people who are confident, but the majority of people are just not confident with their bodies. And I think that on every end of the spectrum, just like everybody has some sense of body dysmorphia. It's also interesting to think about from like a different perspective. You might think I'm just so weird, but I always think about how do I know that what I see with my eyes is the same thing that you see with your eyes? Like only I know what's going on. I know this is very Nietzsche and it's fine. Um, Whatever I see, like my perceptions with my own eyes, what's going on in my brain, I only know that. I don't know. Like what if what you're perceiving is completely different? From the same stimulus, 
we only know what's going on in our own heads. It's a strange thing to think about, but I always think about it. Because sometimes it's like when you think about, well, I don't even know what the hell other people are perceiving. So why the hell would I care? (laughs) Right? Uh, It's just another way to think about it. But my point is that sometimes it helps to just, even if you, you don't understand it or you can't see it, for me, I just know in the process of gaining weight for my health, it helped me to think, you know, I have really severe body dysmorphia and I know I don't see it, but I accept that. So maybe it's just a waste of my time to be worrying about what's going on right now with my body. I'm just going to let it happen and chase my health. And there we go. So that's just something to put into perspective. And I guess my question is, if you, if you think you need to lose weight or lose body fat, just do you, do you really need to? Like, would that really... How how would that improve your your health in your life? Just double check on that. That being said, like I said, I'm talking to a specific population. I think everybody um everybody needs to hear the conversation around the body dysmorphia issue because everyone has it. The even people that you probably think have the perfect body type in your head I'm sure that they're unhappy with themselves in some way and they're seeing something different in the mirror than you see when you look at them. So I think that's an important conversation to be had. Um, I think that there are sadly a lot of women who are at really low weights who still think they need to lose weight, which is unfortunate. But I also am not somebody who, this is a whole other conversation, but I think that It's also, I'm not saying there's a free pass to be overweight and unhealthy either. If you, if somebody needs to lose weight for their health, then, then that is a good goal to have. And there's also nothing wrong. Like if you are very healthy, um, overall and you want to lose a few pounds and you don't have any other health issues and losing a few pounds wouldn't do anything negative to your mental and or physical health, it would only improve it, then let's do that in a healthy way, but also have a positive body image and perspective going into it, not coming from this this place of self-hatred and like you hate your body. If you are coming from a place of you hate your body, then that's not going to work. But if it's from a place like, I love my body the way it is, but like maybe I'll drop some weight and you know, that'll be fine. But even if I don't, it's fine. That's a very different perspective. It's coming or coming from a place of love. Like, you know, I need to lose some weight for my health. That will actually help me. I am not anti weight loss or anti fat loss. If it is coming from a positive mindset and will help someone improve their health, but I am against it when it's not going to improve someone's health it's unnecessary and might even make their health worse and i just see so many people who are trying to lose weight who don't have weight to lose so if we want to talk about healthy weight loss in a future episode we can totally do that that's just not what i'm talking about in this episode but you know there there's a price to being at a certain body fat percentage if you don't actually have if you don't need to be there that people don't talk about. Um, I see women, you know, the amenorrhea, obviously the dysregulated periods. Sometimes people have to be at a higher weight than they're comfortable with to get their hormones back on track. And a lot of, for a lot of people, this is hard for them to accept. Um, men, also with men, I see this a lot with men who have a lot of them who have competed or gotten really into fitness and their hormones are screwed and they don't want to gain weight either. 
I also see things like hair loss and acne and people don't understand why this is this is coming up and sometimes it's because you need a little more weight and sometimes it's not a, a weight. Sometimes your body doesn't need to be at a weight that you're expecting it to want to be at. Um, but also remember that weight is really just a measure of how much force is required to pull you down to earth. So it doesn't really matter. If you own a scale please throw it away or hide it because it's really worthless. And if you are still trying to fit into clothes that don't fit you, it's going to make you feel larger than you are. This is a mistake I see so many people making. They're trying to fit into old clothes and they feel really bad about themselves because when you try and fit into clothes that are too small for you, you don't look good in them. But if you just got clothes that fit you, you would perceive yourself in the mirror much differently because when you're trying to fit into clothes that are way too small for you, you feel like you're spilling out of them and no one feels good like that. But if you get clothes that fit you nicely, then you don't feel that way and you feel good. I don't know, ma'am. The other night I was out for ice cream with my friend and we were just talking about how throwback to when we were 25 pounds lighter and people were telling us how awesome we looked, but we also wouldn't let ourselves have ice cream on a random Wednesday night because we were so worried about that. We were also unhappy with ourselves, tired, brain foggy, and wouldn't go back there for anything. (laughs) Whatever you're doing now needs to be sustainable. If you are putting your body under severe stress and pressure because you think it needs to look a certain way and that is negatively impacting your health, then it's probably not the right approach your body it shouldn't be a fight like we make everything into a fight with our bodies and like oh my god it just wants to breathe just wants to relax it just calm down and so much of this is because we perceive ourselves a certain way we even perceive others a certain way and that rubs off on how we perceive ourselves so I think another thing is to think about how you think about other people are you ripping people down in your head or even out loud? Like, are you saying, oh, look at that girl's X, Y, or Z. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is all related to each other. The way people talk about other people is very much related to the way they talk about themselves. And it goes both ways. So, you know, I talked about this a little bit when I was talking about in the my last solo episode, how I choose friends and I'm just really not attracted to being friends with anybody who talks negatively about themselves, not only because that's like a Debbie Downer when it happens too often. Everybody, you know, you know, you have sad moments, but I just am not friends with anybody who who says bad things about themselves because if they're saying all these horrible things about themselves, what are they thinking about me or other people? And sometimes it's not even because my point is it's not always just self body dysmorphia with yourself it's also oftentimes just body dysmorphia in terms of bodies in general because now we're we're holding everybody to the standard not just ourselves and this can also negatively impact the relationships in your life and at this point we gotta take a step back and think holy shit is any of that worth it I don't know if this gave you any perspective. I hope it did. This kind of went in a different direction than I was planning on, but you know me, I can go on a good rant. I was planning on talking about some other things, (laughs) but that didn't happen. I hope that this helps you feel a little less alone and maybe 
helps you feel empowered to just look at yourself and be like, you know what? This is me and I fucking love myself. I was not put on this earth for the sole purpose of looking a certain way. Like, what is your purpose? Like, what are you here to do? Are you going to waste time worrying about your body and the way you look? Throw away your scale. I encourage you to look at yourself in the mirror and like really look with intention. Look at your body. Touch it. Accept it. Be like, this is what's here. And sometimes when you look long enough, it helps you sort of detach from any sense of thinking that your body represents whether or not you are a worthy person because that's not what it is. It's good to take care of your body and make it as healthy as possible, but you know, it's you're not a a better person if your body looks the way that some magazine or social media star told you it should look. You're also definitely not better if you're a copy of someone else. But if this is the body you're in, you're going to be in this body till you die. So you can save yourself a lot of stress and heartache if you just say, hey, this is this is how it is and I love you no matter what. Maybe I want to make X, Y, and Z change to feel better. But either way, I love your body. And then after you look in the mirror with intention and really see what's there and acknowledge what's there, then you might find that you don't even need to look in the mirror anymore. You already know what's there. And does it even it doesn't matter if something fluctuated a little bit from yesterday or last week. That's not a good measure of how you feel. Like looking in the mirror is not a good measure of how you really feel and how your health is. A good measure of how you feel and how your health is is by checking in, not looking at yourself. Like close your eyes and think about how you are feeling in your body. And that's hard for people to do because they've become so detached from from that, they're unable. They don't even know. They're so out of touch with how their bodies actually feel. Are you tired? How is your brain function? Are you happy? Is your mood low? Are you running on empty? Are you energetic? Are you sore somewhere? Do you feel strong? Do you feel weak? Do you have a headache? Do you feel creative? Do you feel like your brain is on point? These are things to start checking in with. How is your digestion? Are you having bowel movements? This is what to check in with. This is going to help you figure out if you are feeling healthy or not. You can't judge health by looking in the mirror. The same way I'm sure you've heard, although I don't know if you've internalized it fully yet, that you can't tell how healthy somebody is just by looking at a picture of them. There are a lot of people who we think of as looking very healthy and fit who are very unhealthy, who have extreme hormonal issues and haven't gotten a period. They are constipated or have really bad diarrhea. They have really bad mental health issues. They have no relationships. You don't know what someone's state of health or well-being is just by looking at them and the same applies to yourself which is why the mirror and the scale are poor judges of health because they're not going to tell you what's internally going on anyways it's just interesting because in los angeles that is definitely the culture where people judge a lot based on looks not everybody but there is quite a there is a crowd here where a lot of it is how you look and people feel extra pressure here i think and it's really refreshing to be in other areas and be around people where they're not really overly concerned with that they don't even think about it and 
I know a lot of other people have this experience too. And it's why oftentimes they will lose a lot of relationships in their life because they're so in their heads about like looks and weight and food and exercise. And then they go hang out with somebody else and they feel like they have nothing to talk about because none of that stuff is on that person's mind because there is more to life, more to life. So I am all about health and well-being and I think that you should be proud of the body you live in and you should take good care of it and that can help you to do the things that really will make good memories slash a positive impact on the world like maybe creating an awesome documentary or writing a really killer article or running around and playing with your kids or your dog or doing something active and fun with your friends, marching all day to protest some very important political matter. I don't know. Whatever makes you feel like you have a purpose. Maybe it's caring for certain people. Maybe it's creating some type of work that will positively impact a larger group of people. Whatever it is, tap into that purpose um, and start thinking of something greater than yourself. And... Next time you have negative self-talk, think about this this widespread body dysmorphia issue because I don't think I've ever met somebody who has not experienced body dysmorphia at some point, whether that be right now or in the past, most people have. And acceptance of things and acknowledging their existence tends to be the best first step towards moving forward. So I'm going to wrap up here. Thanks for listening to my rant. Wish me luck as I pack things up and I move. I'm very excited to start start fresh somewhere and I will always love Los Angeles. Um, I'm going to miss parts of it. Other parts I won't miss. I won't miss the traffic. The traffic is a disaster, honestly. I will miss friends, I will miss Erewhon, I will miss cool opportunities, I will miss... Honestly, for all of the weird, annoying people here, there are so many incredible humans in LA. Like, seriously incredible. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a, a lot of opportunities here to meet even more amazing people, but I know I will meet awesome people in San Diego too. And I've had a lot of great memories here. Like I said, I feel like I lived a whole life in LA. And it's very strange for me to like move, even if it's only a few hours away. But I don't know. It's just kind of like a nostalgic feeling. LA will always feel like home to me. It served me well for a time, but now it's time to move. Even though LA will always be one of my favorite cities, favorite places to be. I just don't want to live here right now in my life. Who knows, maybe I'll end up moving back after I've had some time to miss it. But as of right now, I know this is going to be an awesome change, even though I have no interest in packing. It'll be worth it. So (laughs) I hope you guys have an awesome day. I'm sending you lots of love and light, so much positive energy. Soak it in and I will talk to you again next time. Bye.